Metalcast. We're going to be talking about the evolution of death metal. That's right. You've heard J-Daw kind of delve into the this band was this wave and generation. So we're going to talk about the evolution. And then, you know, if you're a metal fan, if you're a death metal fan or any metal fan, you're obviously pretty aware of how opinionated metal is. You know, you got to like this album. And they, you know, really want everyone to be an individual but then when you're you are an individual and you don't like the album that you gotta like well then you're a poser so we got a little bit to chime in about that and then where's the conversation gonna go well we're gonna open it out to you the facebook crowd because hellcast is live but we also have various questions from numerous fans through the fan mail that we have you know we're gonna be talking metal parody in itself uh long songs and who knows whatever you want to talk about that'll be at the end of the the show so if you're new here i'm reaper here's my co-host justin or j-dog or whatever the fuck you want to call it's got him. a working title if you yeah. haven't tuned in last week well you can do that you can tune to every, any episode by i would like to invite you to our website hellcast.net and when you're there optimize your your experience by signing up for our mailing list that way you're not going to be spammed with garbage but you're going to be in the loop you're always going to hear about new episodes happening and you don't have to worry about the second party itunes facebook youtube all those guys telling you hey hellcast is not for you and never giving you that you'll be right in the loop hellcast.net make sure you chime in that and check out those new episodes or previous episodes if you are new we hopefully have a, a very big new crowd so yes like i said what did we have up the evolution of death metal See, if you've been tuning into Hellcast, J-Dog, it really can't spawn from the fact that... Actually, it came from Luke. So, you've definitely been following Hellcast. Oh, was it brought because Luke? Luke, uh... Well, uh, Luke tool, said, tool, tool shirt wearing guy? Tool shirt wearing Luke, but Luke is not... I don't think he's a tool shirt wearer. <laughs> that, that was where it spawned from. He, but... Well, he burned them now. He burned the shirts. Yes. We won over a longtime fan, Luke, from Australia, and he had a great suggestion, and that was the evolution of certain genres. And now, if you've been listening to Hellcast, it really kind of hit it home when you always hear J-Dog talking about, you're going to be J-Dog today, death metal, and be like, yo, those young bucks, but it's this generation, that generation, and you get a lot of different sounds for these generations. And that really encompasses various genres of metal, but in particular to Today, we're going to be talking death metal. So since you're kind of the guy that's like this tier, that tier, we're going to take it to the beginning. The band, basically, in your head, it doesn't have to be because it's a nerdish uh, conversation, which... Let's leave those comments below if you're starting to think different bands and want to share your thoughts in this. The first band that spawned death metal. Who do you think it is? Uh, It's a toy cost. You could say either or, but I would be either possessed or death. Possessed or death. Yeah. Now, do you think it I, that possessed kind of gets that first card a little bit unfairly in even being lumped into death metal be, just because they have a song death metal? Or do you think that they true? Because it's kind of. No, I think that is first generation death metal. Okay. That's what I consider first generation death metal just because the uh, the vocals, they're not, you know, they're a little more, a uh, little more dirty. Right. And the, um, the drum, the drum beats themselves too. It's not the thrashy, you know, and it's not blasting yet because the blast didn't exist. It's more that heavy, heavy kind of like thuds. Quad <laughs> seven churches. Mike says he wasn't, he, he could hardly just do yeah. a beat. Plus, so it's not, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't, have, the, it doesn't have the typical thrash drumming of, um, of the eighties, like of creator and, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Whiplash, that type of stuff. It doesn't have any of that effects. Uh, the, the overall, which I doubt they're going for at the time, the overall rawness of it. 
yeah. uh, the imagery, which I don't like to co- base everything on image. It's just it just had that really death metal-y dark look. And um, so I would say, and like I said, the vocals, everything. And everything about it, I would consider that a first-generation death metal. And not to mention, because they did call it uh, death metal. And um, Death's first demo was called Death by Metal. And both those bands, they, they do have a similar sound. Oh, for you know, sure. The, 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 the vocals, so for sure. That's what, and that neither one of you guys, it's not really thrash. So you kind of, justifiably so, is, is what I would say is death metal. But yeah, first generation death metal. Well, okay. So for, that's a very good way to even kind of, you know, really dissect this in that the sound. Mm-hmm. And I think a fun side note is not so much uh, for death with, you know, Chris Wright for being a good drummer. <laughs> well, and even in Cam Lee, when you really go into the demos, like you had uh, said, but, you know, first album, Scream Bloody Gore. Let's stick with the albums. I mean, granted, the only reason I did it is because really- that's why Possessed gets a little bit uh, more credit than death, I think, is because people are like, oh, well, because Seven Churches was 85. Yeah. And Scream Bloody Gore was 87. So it was two years ahead. But they both put their demo out the first. Same year, 84. So they were at the same around the same time. But yes, a first full-length LP, Possessed, did have an album out. Now, so with that being said, I think a first death metal album, studio album, I would say is Seven Churches, in my opinion. Do you think that uh, death kind of had an uh, unfair, uh, just a, a series of events because they were Mantis and then became No, death? no, I think yeah. they kind of did it really cool, too, especially back then. I'm glad they did because it's my favorite shit. If you look around, it looked like, uh, okay, why did Possessed have an uh, album out? before uh death it wasn't like death was pussyfooting around they had five fucking demos yeah well right. just has that but man but under the moniker mantis no no just the first two are mantis okay yeah first two are de- uh, mantis and the rest of so three demos under death though yeah 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 and then there was rehearsals and shit like that you get a lot of it's all bootleg now but uh which are cool so there was rehearsal demos under mantis but the actual two uh known demos like if you metal archives and right. shit that they sent out as demos where's the uh the first two and um, so obviously it's still the same band, Death. And uh, but yeah, so man, uh, Death wasn't fucking around. They had five demos as opposed to Possessed. Basically, just did a demo and went straight into the album, and it was the same songs too. Like it wasn't like like if you listen to the uh, Death demos, there's a lot of songs on there that never made the albums. A lot. Well, right, and you get and, uh, so, so there was a lot of shit, and uh, that shit was, in my opinion, was really just pure, you know, first generation death metal because it was super raw as their demos. And um, I mean, even Chuck's voice and shit on that because it wasn't. Didn't have a studio production. It was it was really really good. I mean, it was really brutal stuff for the time for sure, no doubt about it. So I, I put them in the same boat. It's the same because they both start in '84. But as far as a studio album, first Death Metal album, yeah, it would be Seven Churches. But I don't think that puts Possessed faringly above over Death as far as first Death Metal band. You, right. Death, you're clearly second. I think they're I think it's equal. I really do. Well, so talking the evolution of death metal, and we got first up for grabs is death and possessed, being really like at the frontier of that. And so now you're going to that air that era as you know the wave of death metal, and I think you know before really going into any further evolution of bands and sounds. Let's dial in to that sound, and really, when you're now establishing a new genre, what is the difference then in your head, specifically with those bands, that even takes it away from really the the next extreme to that, which would be pretty much thrash metal? Mm-hmm. What, what sets what sets those guys? What sets Death and Possessed and anything in the new, but just keeping with those to keep it simple since there's so much you could say with this special evolution mm-hmm. in that what set their sound differently from thrash metal to then deem 
death metal as a now new genre? Oh, the way I viewed it, uh, one being uh, the vocals. Because uh, the, other than dirty vocals, there wasn't too many bands with really dirty vocals. Like the closest that would be considered, like is, is like Creator, Pleasure to Kill, yeah, uh, Sodom. But a lot of people wouldn't even consider like the first Sodom and the Sign of Evil like death metal. But um, I would also make the uh, mention of. But granted, you're at this time period before it existed, in that there was Teutonic thrash bands. Uh, there was a lot of a connection between them and uh, influence to black metal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but obviously we're going at a time that it was even kind of before. Well, not before because those were happening. Those records were happening at the same time as a uh, death and all that. So, um, so really the vocal style, huh? I think the vocal style, yeah, and I think, uh, like I said, the drum beat was more like just um, it just wasn't that thrash drumming. You know what I mean? Well, but Mike Sus definitely not because yeah, he could, I, like he I said, may not been play. <laughs> and, it, and it sounds Drum like the, uh, the first possessed the, uh, seven churches and the uh, the sound. I don't want to sound say it was heavier because I, I doubt it was tuned lower or anything like that. It just had a I, I, what I would like to say is like a darker sound as opposed to thrash, just more upbeat, fast. You know, that, that fast picking. Okay, generally speaking, that's how I always viewed it. Um, so now we're evolving. Then so death and possessed being much in the. A little more extreme thrash, simply put it. Mm-hmm. Here we got death metal now. Moving on a few more years, obviously the 90s. Here we have now really a spread of sounds because here's now you're talking about Sweden with uh, the iconic buzzsaw guitar, which apparently well, I have to really point out. Yeah, and then no, but, um, uh, the American that, scene. Yeah, but before that, I mean, even with the uh, the first generation scene with the Death Possessed, before we even get to the second generation, okay. there was still a large variety of sounds. Because like I said, it, it gets a little uh, wishy-washy as far as who was first, too, because uh, I definitely- It consi- always does, No, I definitely though. consider uh, the first two Sepulturas uh, death metal. Uh, okay. Special uh, yeah, Devastation right, yeah. and Morbid Visions. Those are in there, but as the Brazilian sound, I definitely consider that death metal. Uh, Slaughter Strapato, I would say that's a death metal record. Well, would you say some of these bands then, granted the, the the year that it came out is, well, you were going by demos. So the kind of the point I'm going to say is that- Sepultura well, might have been before all that. Ex- I mean, yeah. Exactly. So you think certain bands kind of got a, you know, a shaft in, in their credit that like, well, Sepultura could be the first death metal band, but really- no one's really ever thinking about death. Uh, the reason being is you got to go by part of it. It's just like, for example, let's just say there was a fucking band called the fucking Dick Severs. And the 19- Dick Severs started and, 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 it all. Yeah, God in 1982. It. <laughs> and they, let's just say they're playing their garage and it was pure fucking death metal as, as we know of today, right? Dick but they, but they never recorded anything. They never recorded anything, right? Yeah. And just these geezers say, we were playing that stuff beforehand. It's like, if no one knew, it doesn't count. The thing was a sepulcher. I don't think that they... They weren't as known, and it wasn't as big of a boom. It took a few years more, yeah. to, as opposed to like Seven Churches LP was. Based on what my knowledge, and I could be wrong on that, but yeah, I don't think it was as wide, worldwide spread. I think it took a couple more years. Be like, well, that's not fair. Well, hey, life's not fair. Get with the fucking crowd. I don't want to tell you. That's the way it is. You got to go by what kind of changed the scene, too, because it was so close. You right. can pick something like because it's it's always so, going to be so an that's argument. why I would say yeah I, well, my, I would say death and possess but yeah sepultura is up there I mean even slaughter's there but the other stuff like like slaughter surrender or die stuff I don't really consider that death metal it's kind of like and a maybe punk, that's why it's kind of a punky you know, thrash bike strapato I could say is arguable death metal but there's and and and, and no, we'll move on but like there's just so much yeah you could really nitpick with that just go by the ones that really 
made the mark. You know, it's 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 like the the Sabbath started metal thing. It's just like there might have been that band in the garage in Britain, but if they didn't get heard, and it's just yeah, there's another band now. that never gets brought up. Another one, and uh, their album was much more thrashy, but uh, Insanity, their first demo, mm-hmm. Fire was, Death Fate, but that was around that same time period. It's like 85. 85? 86, the latest, but I'm almost promised the first demo. And that drumming would have smoked Mike oh, Suss Seven dude, Churches. It is. Oh, dude, that, that album's fucking, that demo is fierce as fuck. It's fast. <laughs> it's like, I, it's what I, you would consider like just pure death thrash. But the fact the recording, because it's like you know, a raw demo, it's just got the, it's, I would just consider it like death metal. But like when you hear Death at, um death After Death, the LP, it is definitely, it's like death thrash, but it is more thrashy. But just going by the demos, it was at the same time. But like I said with the Sepultura thing, most people, especially at that time, even, hell, even now, there's probably half the people watching this. Who, insanity, who the fuck's that? And if they do know who they are, it's because we we put out the uh, Death After uh, Death um, LP a few years Shake ago. Shake the crowd. Do you know yeah. Insanity? Yeah, that was a great band. <laughs> do you love Insanity? Yeah. You heard the true story of death metal here first, folks, Yanni said. Well, at least from our perspective, <laughs> in, in our metal evolution, we're talking the evolution of death metal here. Yeah. Kind of keeping it simple, but got a little more technical in that the first death metal bands, arguably, but definitely popularity, possessed with seven churches, death with scream bloody gore. Moving on. Going to the 90s now. That second the, generation, the, yeah. the sound has definitely drastically changed. It's gotten way more extreme. It's gotten way heavier. And it's split between countries and who knows what's in between that as we'll discuss. But Sweden with the buzzsaw sound and America with the more brutal death metal that at this point in our story would be not in Florida yet. It'd be mostly in Buffalo. Granted some of that would be in Florida. Mm -hmm. So well I would probably because I'm an American and maybe just know more I guess in that uh, Florida seems to kind of be the first one. And then Sweden was like, you know, it was, it was there at the same time, but it was just kind of a still catching up. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sweden, I would say was there just probably maybe not quite as many. Ba- I, I don't know. It's that's arguable because you, it figure, is. you figure as far as the Florida scene, first death metal record to come out of there as far as uh, um, more sound and being known as a big fucking five or whatever you want to call it uh, <laughs> would be, five. would be, it would be, <laughs> would be like obituary slowly rot. That's the f- forefront. That was recorded more sound. That's 89. But, I'll, but yeah. then you go fly over to Sweden. What was 89? Left-hand path. Was yeah. it Okay. Was it, was it 89 or was it 90? Left-hand path was definitely recorded in 89. Okay. So, and then Dismember was definitely. First Dismember, I believe, was 91. But all those fucking bands were recording demos and shit. That was pure death metal. As a matter of fact, like Graves' first album was 91 or 92. Mm-hmm. I think it was 91, first album. But regardless, they were doing stuff uh, since 86. The, uh, they did the Corpse demo. That was 86. And then they changed their name to Grave. And they did the Putrefaction demo. They were doing de- demos every year. It was 87, 88, 89. And that's just pure fucking death metal. So, so they now- were around. And they, those demos were heavily traded throughout the world. So they were well, they were no schlumps. You know what I mean? They just didn't have a studio album yet. yet. So they were definitely in, in the fucking mist. You know, and then Dismember, their first demo was, I believe, 88. So it wasn't like they started in 91. No, that's just when their studio yeah. album came out. Okay, okay. so there's your bands. And uh, 
you know, Br- Brian's here, and he's more of a veteran uh, that would have been around with, you know, obviously have the age. Uh, and he who? said that uh, Brian Hickson. He said okay. that uh, obituary was the first one that he remembers hearing. So mm-hmm. we'll just go with obituary. We're keeping, keeping. I'm sure you can get really nerdy with it, but we'll keep it simple. No, not really. And, I mean, I, I, like I said, more songs. The only band that was kind of before that, but not studio, was uh, Massacre. Okay, but keeping it nerdy in that Sweden, America, then, oh, fuck, well, you forgot Finland. Or, like you said, Brazil, dude. Like, now Brazil would have, you know, we've given it years. We're in the 90s now. Brazil could really have caught up at that point and really have gotten overlooked. Shit, I'll even raise the ante that Japan's getting overlooked now. Who in Japan? Yeah. There's so many, and that uh, it's a little there more is, obscure. There is, nobody that, that was standoutish that would uh, do and, that. And that's the that point. Time. That's yeah. the point. We're sticking with what's standing out, and that is the American scene and the Swedish scene, the buzzsaw sound. We didn't get to the Gothenburg scene and the melodic stuff yet, because um, that's honestly an entity of its own. And that's really the next point in our evolution. Keeping it fundamental. We start out with death and possess. Now we're kind of going to Sweden and America with, uh, you know, the more of the brutality that America would have had where Sweden was brutal, of course, but vocally and lyrically, not as much. They weren't doing like what Cannibal Corpse was trying to do, you know, and keep it like really sick and gory. So in, in a very simple question of this uh, evolution at this point. Do you really kind of like, do you think that this is getting a little more convoluted that maybe we have, we don't just have death metal here when you're kind of putting all these, because it no, sounds like really kind of no, because drastic. He, that, no, no, I, it should have a different sound. It should just be kind of like the same formula because that whole thing of that whole thing, especially the, uh, the geezers out there that'll be like, Oh, that death metal shit that all sounds the same. Not really, dude. I like put, put, put it in perspective like this. We're talking about second generation death metal now, right? So go yeah. across the board. Who does that entail? Tell me how different all these bands sound. You got Obituary. You got Cannibal Corpse. You got Deicide. You got Morbid Angel. You got Sinister. You got Vader. You got um, the, the, yeah, the, the, uh, the Swedish scene. All You're that shit. Poland into this. <laughs> no, but well, yeah, but Vader was around that time. Right. So I'm saying, no, oh, no, that's, that's a saying. good point. But they all, they're blasting beats at all. Second generation death metal, real extreme shit. None of that stuff sounds the same. So any fucking JoJo that says that, it's like, yeah, I mean, there is bands that do sound alike, especially like when bands like Suffocation came out and everybody was trying to rip them off. That happened. But when you take the roots of the shit, they all sound the same. Not really. Not really. Well, I mean, do you need to get a hearing aid? They don't sound the same at all. You telling me Morbid Angel, Ultras of Madness sounds like Butchered at Birth? Right, right. I mean, not even fucking close. They're both for second generation death metal. But do you think that very fundamentally here, since we are only in the 90s in our story of this evolution, in that there was definitely a lot of different sounds happening where a lot of this convoluted shit that, you know, Hellcast, I've previously bitched about, you know, 10 styles of metal and why they're stupid, in that there's all these different things, you know, and you got these just all these labels of various genres that's just like, oh, my God, man, like Death Metal was good enough. I didn't need to know that every little aspect of it to understand well, that the sound. Is, that's I, for the description. Opinion, where that came from, especially uh, with the uh, age of social media and everybody's got their own little platform. Everybody wants to think that they're a special snowflake. And the truth, <laughs> be, truth, truth be told, you ain't, you ain't shit. You're just a fucking insect like all the rest of us. Well, you just think about you're, it. Everybody's got a Facebook page and shit like that because they all got to post their things. Like, how, how important are you, dude? You're not that important. What do, why does everyone need to know when you took a shit or what you're doing for the day? Right, but because well, there's really only so one important. So with that being said, they think they're a special snowflake. 
So Whoa. they what do they have that mean? <laughs> I can't just I, I can't I can't That's just, the episode title. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't I can't just label myself as death metal. I gotta be this new genre. Yeah. Because they gotta be something different. And it's you know well, Yane, that was your friend was trying to be a special snowflake because Yane said he, an old friend of his told him straight to his face in 2006, if this is relevant at all, but that in flames invented death metal. And years yet now, we're talking the evolution of death metal, so here's an evolution. In flames invented death metal. Yeah. No, but. If some people who might be like, what? Because you're looking at Inflames for who they are today and their white suits or fuck, I don't even know because I haven't paid, well, probably 2006, yeah, and I haven't paid attention to them because it just got awful. And well, it's, not, way, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not death metal now, but they were. Yeah, but and either way, that's, another, still, that's still just an asinine saying. But it was, uh, yeah, but he does, and, and, and he's clueless. That's all you can take from that. But now, here's now another you know, expansion of sound in the same country of Sweden in that you have the Stockholm scene with its the, the buzzsaw guitar and just more brutal in its approach overall, not lyrically and all that, where America was now getting more brutal lyrically and in the vocal delivery. And yeah, in the sound, you know, it's definitely heavy, but nothing that became iconic just... Particularly, well, that's the American guitar sound, as Sweden did with the buzzsaw, I would say. No, but they don't need to. That's No. What I say, not. no. What I say is this. Like I said, death metal should be a broad spectrum of uh, music, just not fucking yo boy shit, just extreme stuff. Because think about it, If you take classic rock, rock and roll, that's what like someone like our parents would be like, yeah, see, this music sounds different. And it does. Yes. But all those bands are labeled rock and roll, right? Classic right, rock. Yeah, exactly. They sound totally different. Why can't you have a big spectrum of death metal? Yeah. That sounds like, you know. That's why, like, when I say, when I listen to music, I mean, what I listen to primarily is, is death metal. I mean, when I'm in my car, I'm not listening to fucking Led Zeppelin or ZZ Top. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's, that's don't, I don't listen to that shit. I listen to metal. And, like, when I'm listening to this stuff, I mean, like, it all sounds, I'm just burnt out. sounds the same. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This shit, none of it don't, don't sound the same. Well, Greg, I absolutely agree with what Greg just said. He said, I think Dismember is far too overlooked in the transition slash evolution from the brutal stuff to the melodic stuff. And and they're just far overlooked, period, Greg. As they I are found now. Out, they weren't always. That's, found, a, that's well, a newbie thing. And But it can't be 20 years out of date. <laughs> and, yeah. and yeah, when I did I did an interview with Fred Espy, and even Hellcast fans were like, I didn't know much about Dismember. It was just kind of like, I just figured everyone, like, yeah, the, yeah, you know, that, that was like... You're talking about your your stupid big fours, Slayer, Metallica, and all that. If like, I bump into anybody, you know that I just figured you knew just member was, but I found out not. And that's where I want to segue this because we're really kind of just delving in, like really in the old school. And I wanted to get further in our evolution story of death metal. In using what Greg said, that Sweden has its buzzsaw guitar. America's doing its thing, being a little more and more brutal overall. Sweden's doing it with uh, the you know concentrating their guitar sound. But then on the other side of the country, now Gothenburg getting a little bit more melodic. You got at the gates. You got in flames. You got these bands. Uh, fuck, I don't know. It, becoming with the more melodic stuff. Hell, it probably would have been grotesque at that point uh, before uh, mm-hmm. all that. But that's precisely what's kind of going on here in the evolution story and then let's go back to america because now we're let's just say 95 so now dsi and all this stuff that they've kind of had some time to really get into their careers and stuff mm-hmm. and they're really kind of pushing the envelope in at least cannibal and a lot of those bands uh, in that you know lyrically trying to make it more sick mm-hmm. in that respect but i would like to kind of not dismiss 
carcass in that. Now, so do you think that more stuff kind of came into the picture that wasn't just entirely death metal, like carcass, that is now influencing death metal in this evolutionary story to now kind of up its game to become more sick well, they just because had there's other kind just, of genres. Yeah, they just had a different it. sound. Like carcass, for, for starting off, was definitely, I wouldn't even consider it death metal. I'd say it's definitely gore grind. But let me interrupt you there. I made the point before all that, in, in, in kind of addressing, hey, is death metal in itself, in this fundamentally uh, you know, stage that we're in, the early years, kind of getting convoluted in all these different genres? Because, and you, and you said, no, it should be spread throughout. And that's great. I agree with that. However, I did just say carcass. And carcass at this period would have not been considered death metal, more of like a gore grind, if that well, even existed well, at this point. Not by 95. What would they have been in 95? Would they have been death metal? Brian, we need your your longevity. They would have been uh, on that heart workout by 95. Yeah. So they've already kind of changed themselves. Yo, they changed every album. Every album changed. They've given death metal kind of a run to be like, hey, you got up your extremity. Has Cannibal Corpse cited Carcass as an influence? He's a big Cannibal Corpse fan, so. No. Okay. Cool. Not, not because they didn't like them, but, but because if you think about it, they started around the same time. Cannibal's demo was 89, and Carcass's demo was 87. So they wouldn't mark them as an influence. Whenever uh, like Webster and them would talk about their influences, it was bands that he grew up on. I know Creator was in there. Accept was in there. Uh, the Accused. I know he mentioned those bands because that's what he grew up on as a teenager. But right. did he like Carcass? More than likely. I'm sure he did. But you see where I'm kind of going with, with my point and, and that I think we're talking the evolution of death metal, and that's great. But we're also, I think, in a way, talking the evolution of a zillion different genres that we now have today because of the point I'm kind of saying. You got Carcass doing it. Or like Greg said, and I, I full-heartedly agree in what I've been kind of saying, you got Sweden concentrating on the buzzsaw, and that's heavy, and that's original, and that's extreme in its own. But then you got America concentrating with bands like Cannibal Corpse or like Deicide, but two different extremities in that, you know, Cannibal Corpse is focusing on sick lyrics where uh, Deicide's kind of focusing on offending a religion. And, you know, and, and now death metal is really kind of getting convoluted in what it is in that, especially by 95, you could almost argue that Deicide's black metal. I mean, that would be wrong, I, I think. No, I but, think by the first album, some people might argue that the first album would be black metal. No, I have never heard someone say that it is, but the only reason they might is just because the lyrics and the uh, just the Glenn's high-pitched screams. Right. Not just the lows, but uh, I never heard that. No, I mean, actually by 95, most bands started pussing out. That was a big thing. That's actually uh, the band Christian, the band, the shitty Brazilian <laughs> band, that those nobodies, those nobodies, those nobodies nobody in the same. I remember them saying uh, <laughs> because if you know their, their early records and their first thing is it was just pure blast beats, right? Yeah. Fast fucked. Reason they, they that one what I've heard in an interview, what they said is reason they've done that is because yeah, probably around 95, 96, all the bands were like getting wimpier. You know, I mean, take like Morbid Angel. They're putting out domination. And that's why I wanted to fast forward. Morbid Angel was domination, slow as fuck, and, and so he's like. uh Basically, what they were trying to do is just keep, let's make death metal extreme again, like it was supposed to be. So that was pretty cool. So yeah, by 95, band stars sucking shit. And then you had a new wave, another, the third generation, which why I like to say, that wave came out, which was ultra brutal. And I think it was probably because they were probably sick of the wimpy shit. And the band that we, <laughs> the bands that we never mentioned, I think what started the, the third wave of generation of uh, death metal, based on my observation, what I think that really started that was uh, two bands. 
Uh, one album in particular is Butchered at Birth by Cannibal. And the main band that started that third generation, that just incidentally, I doubt they started, was uh, that we haven't mentioned it, Suffocation. Suffocation was definitely second generation because the year that they started. Uh, but it's just that fucking really heavy New York death metal stuff. Bands, without a doubt, that started out because of them is bands like Dying Fetus, Deeds of Flesh, Devourment, and that's all third generation. Well, I want to move along our story of the evolution of death metal by looking at some of these comments, because I think there's some great uh, points being made here in the comments from the crowd watching. And then I want to get into, because I've been saying a lot and making a lot of points, and we're in our the evolution here, we're at pretty much the year 1995. So we're going to hear, I'm gonna, I want to run some of these comments, because I think they're good points. And then I wanted to kind of let you put the, the other pinpoint in the timeline of where this where where's the next significant year and okay. what that would be so anyway we so we, we've been talking about more so kind of really throwing the Swedish scene and the American scene there and then really open it up to a lot of uh, conversation one of the points that I made was that you know America's really kind of splitting off in that cannibal corpse is focusing on more uh, gory brutal lyrics were a band like deicide same state same kind of Florida death Death metal, as it's known today, uh, is kind of doing stuff more blasphemic, kind of rolling out what could have been interpreted as black metal. And, uh, you know, I agree with uh, what John said. Uh, you know, Amon, which would have been pre deicide, uh, for sure had a more of a black metal feel to it. And, uh, well, especially the first demo. Yeah. And, and would you say because, you know, you started out with Death and Possessed, and then, you know, we kind of. Th- you know, roll it out where forget kind of some of the American bands, but go to Sweden that the blast beat has not really kind of made. It's like just it's it's fucking there, man. Like you're if you're death metal, it's bla- like you, you 2018. You think death metal, you're pretty much going to expect to hear a blast beat at least once. <laughs> yeah, no, record. you didn't start hearing that until early 90s. Exactly. No, you definitely you didn't even hear it on left hand path. It's not even on instance. Well, I'll even go as far as saying this. A lot of people are like, huh? You don't even hear it on the first two cannibals. Eating Back to Life does not blast. Butchered kind of does. They don't. Cannibal doesn't start really actually blast beats till Tim the Mutilated. Okay. The Butchered at Birth, it's kind of that. The, the close they get, it's basically that threat, the fast thrash beat, but half yeah. blast. It's in between the two. But the straight up blast beats, they didn't start that until, yeah, the um, Tim the Mutilated. DSI was blasting on Legion. Yeah. Um, not the first sound. There's no blast. Oh, I take that back. There's one part. On the first DSI that there's blast beats, and that's Dead by Dawn. Well, then the other thing was uh, the sound, and I thought... Uh, oh, good, they, they both uh, changed dramatically on their right. second and then But going back to just overall death metal and its sound, and here in you know 1995, where all this example was, uh, like Greg said again, uh, you know American bands generally care more about the musical areas where the European bands seem to be more into feel and atmosphere. And I think that kind of says a lot. Uh, I think it's a great point yeah, in that. I, I agree with that. You know, yeah, that they, they were kind of more focused, yeah, like on, on extreme lyrics and you know I mean, I mean i think everyone overall had some of the same objective but it, when you really think about it especially with sweden the buzzsaw guitar or sweden then at this point with uh you know on the other side of the country and gothenburg scene become more melodic you know, they were really like what greg said kind of focused on the musical and the feeling of it where america was just like let's make it heavy and let's keep making it heavy by you know chris is gonna be growling we're gonna be fucking blasting now and uh, we're gonna just the lyrics are gonna be sick as hell and i think it's because you had a lot of this stuff like carcass and all that like make it napalm death making you want to speed up your game making you want to get sicker at your game you know what i mean and then even probably 
subsequently. Yeah, it's like the, if you go Swedish back to Napalm, Napalm Death, you know, that scum is fast as fuck, and that's the 80s. So we've heard a lot of good points from the uh, fans. Oh, and then Brian, you know, suffocation definitely changed slash advanced the I, style. That's what I said. After the first couple, and, and you know, agreeing with that point. Mm-hmm. So now, with all these points said, great points, the evolution of death metal, we stopped here at 1995. What do you think is the next era or just year to note in this evolutionary uh, story for death metal? Uh, like I said, it'd be third generation, and it's somewhere around that 95, 96 era, I'd say. And that's in my phone. So he went up, only up, went up a year? <laughs> no, but in that era, yeah, because be, definitely before 99, uh, that's when things started really get carried away with as far as brutality is wise, it seemed like. But it was bands like uh, that started the third generation. In my book, is, is like I said before, is bands like Deeds of Flesh, um, Dying Fetus. And then, you know, like by 99, I think that their, demo, their demos on 97 was like bands like Devourment aborted, things like that. So now you kind of, would you say this is where math metal, because... No, those bands ain't math metal at all. No, 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 no. But it's more the brutal that was death. After, no, math metal was after that. Math metal was in no, 2000s. No, and exactly. But we're, we're I, being kind of fundamental as we go along in the story, mm-hmm. you're saying here are bands that are... This is now kind of pretty much the brutal death metal is really what you're saying to uh, is where this is starting to roll out in, in this uh, death metal story. Mm-hmm. And uh, so would you not would you say that this is now very the most basic fundament of now where math metal is pretty much going to gain its influence to now kind of be further along in this story? Yeah, it's going to it's going to take that and, and run with it, because basically the big thing with the. Uh that third generation uh, style, which is a lot of people like yourself probably don't like it. It's because it could be hard to follow because it's because it's technical. <laughs> right. It's technical. It's fast. It's technical. So it's it, it takes a couple of listens to remember it for the most part. Right. Um, like, for example, take a band like another band that's of that time. Uh, that third generation would be uh, Disgorge. The right. Most popular. There's two of them. There, well, there's a, more than two. But the two main known ones is the one from California. Uh, the one from Mexico was more like a gore grind band. And, um, yeah, oh fuck yeah, you were really special when you yeah. go down there. But like, but you look on that Discord's California. I mean, that's really technical shit. I mean, it's fast as fuck, really guttural, really brutal stuff. I mean, it takes for you to actually recognize the songs. It does take a few listens. So that is where obviously the math metal that came along they stem from shit like that. I would agree. And make it even more technical than that. And especially in this story too, it really and and really from the get go, it was a worldwide thing. But you had your particular scenes where now, I mean, what year are we in? You said ninety. I mean, I said we stopped off in ninety five, and you just went up to ninety six. I mean, I kind of think that there was even kind of a drop off, and then like a slight pickup at least. Um, unless you're an Uber fan, it was always just there. I don't think death metal just miraculously went away. Like, you know, no, it never was went away with vinyl. It never went but, away. It just went away with, cause I mean, you got to remember when people that think that there's a lot of people like, uh, sometimes you might meet some people that are a little bit older than us. Yeah. And what they're talking about is like, yeah, I bought, you know, Legion, the, the cassette or the CD and like, um, whatever big store, like Quonset hut, you know, I mean, you know what that Quonset is. Quonset hut. Yeah. yeah Quonset places like that or best buy. <laughs> so with that, with that being said, that all that death metal shit died because all the bands I just mentioned, Deeds of Flesh, Dying Fetus, all that stuff, that wasn't sold in stores. Not at that time. Maybe when they got on the relapse records and shit late, years later, 
then, yeah. But at that time, when they were putting out their you know their demos, their first EPs, yeah. they gradually melted by deeds. That was like ninety five. There's no fucking way you were finding that in no goddamn Kwanzaa or Best Buy. <laughs> so it was alive and well. It was just yeah. on the underground. Sense, of course, which is should have say why uh, underground because none of them douchebags should be buying that anyways. So you know damn well they don't got that to this day. <laughs> you know, right? they're their cassette tape or CD that they bought in. You know, just some fucking backwards fucking hat wearing guy that's probably was watching the Super Bowl yesterday. He's got no business buying that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where would you say, like, like what year would be the fourth generation? Or did you, did you, did you, do you feel you've already described the fourth generation of death metal? Uh, no, you know, I wasn't asked yet. Okay. What's the fourth gen? What year is the fourth generation of death metal? Don't know what year it was. Definitely in the two thousands, but it's when shit like the bands I just mentioned for third generation, when it got more technical and complex than that, and definitely much more polished, um, Whatever bands that were, third generation was pretty much my cutoff. Okay. So fourth generation, I, as far as naming bands, I'd have to really think about it because I didn't really care for it. Is there a fifth generation? You know what? There probably is, but it's shit I don't know of. It's, that, <laughs> it's probably that, uh, what do they call that, a death core? But I don't even know what that shit sounds like. Oh, that just sparks some so, hatred in the crowd. The reason being I, is because I, 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 I never even heard that term until about two years ago. And someone was like, what are you talking about? It was just some random douche that said the term. I didn't even know what they were talking about. So I'm assuming that's some type of fifth generation thing that I'm, I don't even know about. Because I don't I don't know anything about it. When I heard it, I was like, that just sounds like fucking gay. Like, uh, what is that? Well, I would like to kind of roll it out then for the audience because that's really... You can't really end the story, but where do you feel that then that kind of puts us, you know, talking about all the greats going really from pretty much kind of skipping year wise from 95 to really present. But, you know, a lot of obviously happened with the, those 23 years. Um, no, but but how, many, how many waves, how many generations of death metal do you feel there are? And like Justin said, as much as you hate it, kind of being unbiased about all this, does deathcore Ugh. Fit in there, though. You got to be honest about this. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind, in those years, too, like, say, 2007 or whatever, when I said I stopped, <laughs> but, like, there was bands still coming out that I liked, just not of that new style. Like, there could be first-generation death metal bands coming out today. They're playing that style. Well, That's the right, style they play. Right, right. No, I, like, I mean, so, I'm, I'm talking about a nerd. You were there, and you did it. And I don't yeah, care yeah. what you're doing now and, and giving yourself a fucking props for it, because you do it just like it was in, yeah. in, in, in but no, there's good, 98. There's, there's good the new bands coming out that are yeah. the style that I like, but uh, as far as the whole different... Uh, change in the style that's kind of like i said was my cutoff boo is right john but unbiasedly though does it fit in there and and you've had some great it feedback. might not the what do you feel about the generations of death metal though do you feel that how many are there how many are there right and and, and where would you say it is today moving along though going to australian scene with death metal we want to tell you about something out on Hell's Headbangers. This is Cemetery Urn's self-titled album, Cemetery Urn. Third and album. Third album? Third generation. No, no. no that'd, be, that'd be second generation death metal. Seven, second. second generation death metal if you're going by the evolution of death metal story yeah. as per Hellcast. And here is an Australian band. And, well, the, the CDs and LPs, correct? Yeah, Still have C- LPs and stuff. Yeah, there was a black vinyl, gray vinyl, and 100 pictures. Cemetery Urn, self-titled, available on CD, LP, and I'm sure there's shirts in there. I did not do my research there's shirts. beforehand. There's no shirts. But if you're tuning into Hellcast, either on this post 
or going to hellcast.net. There will be a link for that so you can grab whatever your format choice is. Cassettes, I think, are in there too. Cassettes, yeah. But I have not had the, really the pleasure of hearing this particular album, but familiar with Cemetery Urn. How would you summarize it very briefly? Oh, yeah. Like I said, second generation 90s death metal. It was definitely for fans, which those guys, it doesn't sound like from Australia. It doesn't sound like Destroyer 666, you know, Gospel of Horns, that type of stuff. It's it's more like U.S. death metal. For fans, yeah, U.S. death metal, well, just like, um, even though if they're from uh, uh, Europe, is uh, like bands like Sinister, uh, bands like uh, Suffocation, like I said. Uh, early Cannibal. I mean, it's it's more of for fans of that kind of stuff. It's low vocals, uh, blast, but not blast beginning to end. You know, uh, it's got the slower parts. You know, fans of Incantation as well. Um, all, you know, that darker, low low vocal death metal stuff in the '90s. You know, definitely check them out. Cemetery Urn. We'll link, the link for that will be in the show notes for this. Hellcast.net. Damn it, to grab this, or it's available at Hell's Head Bangers. I want to kind of put this evolution to story to rest and move along and make a few more points. And where I left it off before telling you about uh, Cemetery uh, Urn was that unbiasedly, unfortunately, it sucks, as I think most Hellcast listeners would agree. But our story of death metal kind of is at a fifth generation. I'm leaving it all on John to decide, but we've, I think, arguably can agree we're at pretty much a fifth generation. And unfortunately, that kind of is pretty much deathcore, as shitty as it is. It might not be. It might be like, who's that bad? Who's that band on Relapse? Uh, Alabama Thunder Pussy? Like, what is that shit? It's not death metal. <laughs> does that, does uh, I that think, I think it suggest? is. I think it is. I think is it's like, all right. Well, we're just I never listen to it. I think it's te- technical death metal. That's probably fifth, fourth generation. We're going to make this the beauty of the conversation then, in, in that it doesn't close or agree, but just to move along. Fifth generation is deathcore, as shitty as it is, because there's a good point in this. What John said, though, which I would like to reiterate, Deathcore definitely will count historically as fifth generation in the evolution. I think sixth generation will be modern favorite, what the modern favorites are to that. Okay. And, and, and I feel, unfortunately, you know, metal has become kind of like the world in a sense, and it's globalized in that, you know, kids can say, I love Dismember, and... Also say I love I don't know whatever shit. Let's just say Alabama Thunder Pussy absolutely sucks. I don't know. I haven't really heard it. I've never heard them. They love that, and then they say that they love uh, Bullet for My Valentine Ow! and Limp Biscuit. I'm sorry to Ooh. say that is a horrendous. Ooh. Homeboy likes some really bad music, Ooh. but that person does exist. And oh, as much totally as exists. I would not want to go to a poker party or even have dinner with that person. I can't exactly say that that guy is a poser or whatever and can't like that. Give me the Inflames guy over that. Yeah, I I would love to hear what Inflames is doing before all that. But, and great, great mention though. Someone that's favorite band is In Flames. You can't dismiss what In Flames was in the beginning to where they are now. Uh, in that that someone can be very true to that band, love all what they've done, and yes, that band took them through an awful. <laughs> right. Yeah, that band's a million times more acceptable than Limp Bizkit. That you can't dismiss someone for being a fan of that. So no, unfortunately, no, when you're still in the generational evolution of this genre, it is pretty much pretty ugly at this point. Yeah, I never followed in flames, but I never, I don't have a problem with them. J Dog reminds me of Beefcake Steven Seagal. <laughs> beefcake. Oh, oh, of a Beefcake Steven Seagal. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. 
My whispering? He doesn't whisper, though. That's what I'm saying. Am I whispering? <laughs> Do I got the smoker voice? <laughs> Whitechapel came to mind as well. Saw them live once. Gotta say, watching them live was quite okay, actually. But wouldn't listen to them at home. And and seeing there, and Yane's no, you know, poser or schlub that or that's clueless about metal and stuff. And he's also European, so that kind of puts a different spin on and liking shitty bands. But that kind of puts the, the evolution of death metal story to rest. And moves me on to some fan mail, because... I thought this is actually a great point because, you know, a lot of Hellcast fans are much opinionated like we are in that they don't like this shit. And so if we're going to be on a fifth generation of death metal, yeah, deathcore is here. And if you're like Zero the Hero, uh, well, let's just read his whole message. Long-time listener, first-time contact. I'm writing to you to ask your opinion on Metalcore as popular from the mid-2000s to early 2010s. I ask because during that era, I was dragged to an endless series of Metalcore shows by my cousin, who was an avid fan of the genre. I would often return home having to binge listen to Sacrifice Eraser to cleanse my mind. I always thought it was non-metal rock, disguised as metal. Metal on the surface, but not in the structure. Particularly wearing wearying is the guitar work. It uses drop tunings and one finger power chords. <laughs> I've always associated it that way myself. Um, the car, the guitar just chugs as if it's uh, itinerating the patterns of the drums. There's no solos, only breakdowns. The long multi-section riffs and narrative structures that have always been characterized by metal are absent entirely. It doesn't engage your mind like metal does. Instead, it is a percussive barrage intended to induce a purely physical reaction, namely teenagers in skinny jeans jumping up and down, performing limp. Legged karate kicks. <laughs> they do the lawnmower on stage? I guess. Yeah, yeah. That would have been me. The lawnmower? <laughs> the vocals and lyrics take after commercial pop, punk, and emo in expressing angst and emotions. This becomes especially grating during the cleanly sung choruses. Wow, this is lengthy. As, <laughs> as petty as and trivial as trivial as this bothers the hell out of me that a large record buying demographic persists in thinking this is metal. And that is precisely, I think, not the difference between the genre, of course, but a difference between in that here we are pretty much considering a sixth uh, generation of death metal, but in that the fans are kind of sort of divided. And that's the point, I think. That's fine. I want to be divided from those people all I can. And that's, I think, the point. And that's really, at the end of the day, granted, the music is far drastically different. Well, so we're on the same page. So when you say death core, maybe you're probably not going to be able to answer this question, but like someone that has any idea, what are five, name me five death core bands, like notable five death core bands. And don't give me this, I don't know shit. Comments, we need yeah. them now because we, I have no freaking saying, clue. If you, if, you, if you claim that you know what death core is, you could be able to name me five bands. For example, if you ask me five death metal bands, I can name them. You ask me five black metal bands, I can name them. You ask me five thrash metal bands, I can name them. Who are five death core bands, like notable ones? I, see, Not saying most popular, just somebody that, you know, bands that have, you know, people follow. Well, I don't know of any. So that way I can at least maybe have an idea what we're talking about as far as those guys. 
I'm, I'm going to need some examples from the crowd. So anyone that knows any deathcore, because I don't names. know. I think I've heard it. Um, I've just heard stuff that I that pretty much uh, Zero the Hero described that I would have been like, if that's metalcore or deathcore, I am not a fan. So Is it the stuff where, for example, my recollection, I think it's what he's describing. Yeah, it's got the chugga riffs. He'll be doing kind of a yell growl, rah, 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 and then he'll do clean vocals, kind of like Disturbed, shit like that. Is that deathcore? That's what I. That's what I think of. I thought that was new metal. Uh, Brian oh, said that, that okay. Black Dahlia Murder is uh, deathcore. Um, okay, I've heard of them, but I've never. I'm looking sure at Thomas one. right now. Is Black Dahlia Murder deathcore? He says yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> so redefining darkness. They, they don't have uh, deathcore. So check that out. Uh, but it's so. There's so much going on. Someone's called me in the middle of a fucking broadcast. God I got people it. walking in. Let me shut them up. Don't call me in the middle of a broadcast. 610. Maybe he's calling to tell you who some deathcore bands are. He saw it. He's like, I'm going to call I live. I got right here. I got one call live. Reaper has a really out of date phone. What's the, going on? Is that a fucking flip phone? Yeah, it fuck? is. Hey, thanks to HH. So, deathcore, I'm trying to make a point here. Um, so Zero the Hero was saying, you know, arguing how shitty uh, Deathcore was and just how it's bothering. So let's just tear that apart. It sucks. I really don't know what to say about it, other than I agree with everything that he said, and that's how I was able to address what this music is that I don't think I've ever heard that I would just probably hate. Would it be kind of safe to say the oh, yeah. same kind of things about? Oh, so yeah. honestly, uh, I still didn't like the name. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've t- it's, and I've said this, you know, at this point in time, you know, back in the day, you know, you had crossover and then hardcore. So there was basically your cores, but well, not crossover, but hard crossover was, you know, hardcore and freaking metal put together. Oh, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, that's when core was okay. Now, once you hear core, run. <laughs> Run yeah. away. I'm not a fan. Uh, so really, I don't know. I, that, I, I don't really know much more how to rip into it. Uh, sorry, Zero the Hero. The, but that uh, it, it's got awful, and I, I agree with everything you really have had to say. And I don't know any bands. Uh, let's see if we got any. Deathcore bands have gotten kids into real death metal. Not into deathcore, but I can think of much worse getaways. Well, and that's a good point, or gateways. That's a good point that, you know, and, you know, numerous people are kind of making that point in that as shitty as the music is, so I guess this is a good answer to Zero the Heroes, like, gripe on it, that, you know, at the end of the day, at least it's kind of there to get someone like, hey, I like heavy music, kind of like Luke, who we like to keep as a reoccurring example, mm-hmm. in that it's just like, well, Homeboy just likes bad music. It doesn't mean that he's not passionate about discovering some good heavy music. He might just need to be led along nicely. And unfortunately, it's in the story of the evolution of death metal, death core, that is. Um, but let's get it out of that story. <laughs> let's start telling these kids what they, they should be listening to. That's a better example. Yeah, if that happens, that's fine. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. No, they just Man, get I'll, mad, I'll give you, you know? a prime example. I'll give you a really good example. I don't want to be at that I'll give you a really good example. And this, time, this is, so. It's almost unbelievable, but you probably met it. I got this guy in my gym, right? And he's fine. No, he's <laughs> fine. He's bear, actually, bear, right? No, no, no. He's okay. This guy's 48 years old, right? 48, big 48, almost 50, right? <laughs> You'd be right. thinking, you know, claims he listens to metal, thinks he listens to metal, says he listens to metal. You'd be thinking, oh, 48, it's got to be fucking Venom. It's got to be probably early Metallica. It's got to be some Whiplash, some Metal Church. That's what you're thinking, right? I would just hope. But no, I'm not thinking that because I already well, know okay. where this is going to go. So, <laughs> so he asked me, because he talked to me, someone said, going to Slayer? No, I am not. But he, you know, but the, so he listens to Slayer, and then, but, but uh, when I tell him, yeah, they haven't put out a good album since... 86. You just, get the, you just get the blank stare like, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you ask, what is fair now? It's really like God hates us all. Then what the fuck was yeah, yeah, yeah about? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't 86. So why you were you already agreeing to something you did you already disagreed about? And then put it this way, it comes in. And I don't know how any 48-year-old man's wearing this. He has a mushroom head hoodie and a hat on. And then when I ask him, when oh. I, and then when he asks me what I think, he thinks he's on the same page talking to me, I bring up just Venom. Uh, think I've heard of them. Like, what do you mean you think you've heard of them? You should have been fucking at their show in 81. What do you mean you think you heard of them? Yeah. There's Hellcast fans in this common area. Well, not literally, but could have been going like, what? I so would have killed think- to see Venom and this guy never even heard of him. And you meet him all the time. Yeah. And what the fuck is with that Cleveland shit? I just told you that story, did I not? In that anyone in Cleveland, when they're like, I know like someone in a band. Yeah, I know someone in Mushroom Head. And I was like, I get they had 10 members, but why is that like, you're cool, I've heard of Mushroom Head. I've met a guy well, in why Mushroom do you Head, care I wasn't impressed. Why do you think I'm impressed? Just <laughs> I heard their music, that's no, all I needed Him just saying, know. I know someone in a band, why do you think I give a fuck about everybody exactly. their mom's in a band? Exactly, and he not net, did he one time ask you what you do? For a living? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's actually a pretty decent guy. Oh, okay. He's Doesn't actually a pretty cool. Decent. He no, no, he's a pretty cool guy. He's just, he's one of those guys, like I said, it could have been a gateway, but for whatever reason, it didn't gateway over. And the reason it didn't is because he's one of those <laughs> crowd that he's just clearly uh, whatever the media shoved down his throat. I'm going man, to manipulate Tom's comment to make it even funnier. No, because is, think about it. Was, is the guy's name Eddie? Actually, I never asked the guy's name. No, it wasn't. I doubt it's Eddie. Inside joke. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know the guy's Last name. Last name Satan? No. No, I don't know the guy's name, but... uh. I'm sure he's told me, but it's no. one of those deals where he'll come up and talk to me, and it's kind of like, why are we even talking here, man? I'm not even here to talk, so uh, like, we got, <laughs> we got no, you didn't hear a Venom, so it was, as far as I was concerned, the conversation was done after that. There was nothing more to talk about. Hell's Headbangers has out Blood Feast's latest album. Blood... Oh, is that that band from the 80s that I never heard of? Yeah, they're back with an album after God, the gym should have been listening to Blood Feast back in the 80s. He should have been. He never heard of them. And fuck then when you tell no. him about the new album, he still hasn't ah, heard of fuck them. fuck no. And then when you tell him, well, you kind of sort of would have maybe missed them because they were gone for 20-some years, he's still... Huh? Oh, yeah. How cool. Close. Well, oh, there yeah. you go, brah. The future stayed a wicked. This is the future of your metal career. You need to listen to this because not only is Blood Feast great back when, they kind of left on an ugly note with that Chopping Block Blues album that I didn't particularly like. <laughs> but then they came back with a fourth album and, well, no, third album technically because Face Fate was an EP. Nonetheless, yeah, yeah, yeah. nerdy details aside, present album. It's kind of old news at this point, but it's a reminder that it's great. It's available on Hell's Headbangers, CD, LP. What do you need to know about Blood Feast other than it's awesome? And if you were one of those people that, I love Slayer and I just so hurt that they're going away. Well, then fuck Slayer. Listen to Blood Feast because they're going away and they've been shitty for a long time. And Blood Feast was always kind of dubbed as the New Jersey Slayer, the East Coast Slayer. I, I don't think that that's really great of a... You know, a description, but I think that Blood Feast is great. So get this. Future state the future state of wicked CD LP still in stock? Yeah, we have LPs and cassettes. I don't know if they're still in stock, but we did cassettes as well. There we go. On Hell's Headbangers, show notes, Hellcast.net. You should just be there already. Metal's opinionated, and you gotta like this band, you gotta love that. And obviously one of those bands is, you gotta love Slayer, brah! And it's always something that some clueless person always brings up. So clearly they made their mark, and sure, you should love them, but I don't love them. I like the classics, I like what I like, but I could definitely not give a shit that they're going farewell. Oh no, why would you? 
I don't know. First three albums are great. Everything else is junk. Well, everyone and their brother that what I would have thought would have been in that same thought process. Like, why do I care? That band has sucked for. Let me calculate how long. Well, how long do you think they've sucked? How many? When's the last album that you liked? Um, um, Rain and Blood. Rain and Blood. Nineteen eighty-six. Thirty-two years. <laughs> They they need a shirt. You know how bands will be like, 32 years of thrash. 32 or, years of sucking. Yeah, yeah. 32 years of shit. Yeah. No, and I thought South of Heaven was boring. What's the one after that? God truly hates us all because we've sucked for 32 years. What was, um, the, what, was the, what was it after South of Heaven? I, I didn't think that I'm sucked. I just thought it was boring. After South of Heaven? Yeah, was it Season in the Abyss? Seasons in the Abyss. Se- Unmemorable as fuck. Whatever. Unmemorable as fuck. Yeah. And yeah. that was a divine intervention. I like Divine Don't really though. know it. Then there was the, what was that, the Diabolos and Homeboys? Uh, the, the Homeboy uh, no, no, there was the punk cover album, and then there was the, the Decade of Aggression. Well, that, was so, that was so awesome that I don't even remember it. I'm just saying, you know, uh, that would be, so So there you go. And so I'm thinking, I mean, come on, we, I've been doing this show long enough to know that there's people that agree with this negative asshole's opinion that would say, yeah, I mean, granted, I was, uh, I, I give a few years, because I like Divine Intervention. Mm-hmm. I, I like, uh, uh, so, it's south so unrememorable. I can't even yeah. remember the name, but South yeah. of Heaven. I mean, I like it's definitely a weaker output, and then uh, Seasons in the Abyss. So, but still, yeah, they've had twenty at least twenty years of sucking. I've seen them live. I don't. I didn't really care about that. It wasn't with Jeff Hanneman. I still wouldn't care if I had that opportunity. I just no, I don't care. care. No, I wouldn't care. I never even went. In. I just, well, my main thing is too is like I said, I only like three albums. I would assume ninety percent of the songs I'm not even going to recognize. So it's like, why would I even go? I'm going to get even shittier with this to get some other people. What? He's just said that? Even liking Show No Mercy, Hello Waits, uh, uh, fucking Rain and Blood, I still don't care that much because I became a Slayer fan of those albums that I do like very much later in the game. Like, like almost like, you know, not... 20s to like you know only like them for five years like it was just a band that always escaped me but kind of sort of that story and like going through metal hearing some of your faves and stuff like do you like slayer along that way and just going i don't care and i owe it to kind of hearing the the live album well live undead uh live decade of aggression Um, oh i only know live undead i like that obviously so I heard like, you know, so this was obviously coming back looking as after they became this great force uh, with Rain and Blood and kind of going like, I see not a fabrication. I'm not trying to say that those records after Rain and Blood were really a, a, a dishonest effort, but just one that it was like it, they're they're they've changed drastically from Show No Mercy to then. Oh, yeah. And I would like to say that, that I almost could kind of hear that being a guy that came in and, and like came in later and hearing all these later albums along the way, hearing Show No Mercy out of sequence from the, being the first album and seeing that more as an honest effort, seeing Rain and Blood as not like this big, great thing and, and kind of more so in like, well, if anything's a big, great thing by this band, it's Hell Awaits. Like, I just always kind of heard like a, a production out of Rain and Blood rather than like this is just what this band did that was so awesome that I just always if I really had to think about it I, th- that's probably the reason why I just didn't care like I, I just heard think so many other bands it's just better. a straightforward really fast record that's aggressive and yeah. really cut and dry you know I mean uh, I think it's why that was kind of their big thing you know and obviously Angel of Death's a very standout song so I think that's kind of why it was 
a fan favorite or whatever. And, and I get that, but so like, it, but it, it really, I would always kind of just stick with Slayer is a band that I don't really care about, even though I like those albums. Oh no, I care about them. I like those three, and uh, you know. Would you get a, a, appalled though? Does someone be like, I absolutely hate Show No Mercy. Oh, I don't get appalled by anything. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. Yeah, so yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, that's not me. More yeah. Show No Mercy for me. So that's like some. That's like being in the room. You got a large pizza there, and there's ten guys, and all nine guys are like I hate pizza. I hate more pizza for me. So I look at it. Won't see me complaining. You could still consume Show No Mercy without, with you know, not in a pizza sense though. Hey, that's not the, if there's a rare fucking pressing LP and it doesn't got to go for a thousand dollars on eBay. It's I want mine, motherfucker. I want to hear some backbone here on this. I don't care about Slayer thing from the Hellcast fans here. In the there's audience. all when they left. <laughs> Give me a yes or no. Do you care about Slayer's farewell? Come on, who no, cares? The is, why do I, but that whole I don't care. Like I said, I love the first. <laughs> I love the first three, but yeah, like why isn't like. I mean, if you take like Whiplash, Power and Pain, um, you take fucking Sacrifice, Torment and Fire, yeah, first, Blood Feast, first album. Those albums smoke all that mid tier right. Slayer shit. Smoke them, and that's the stuff I'm smoke hearing, dude. Em. When you're Creator, like, Pleasure to Kill, you you mean to tell me Divine Intervention or whatever the hell that album's called is better than Pleasure to Kill? And I like that you're album. Out of your fucking right. mind. I heard Pleasure to Kill before I heard Divine Intervention, and going into it, I'm just like, yeah. I like the drumming on it. It's a good album. Honestly, hearing Random Blood. Well, uh, I think I knew that before. Kill it. Or take an underground. But like, Craig, take, take Incubus, uh, Serpent Temptation. You telling me South of Heaven's better than that? No. South of Heaven's I'm better than that? I'm not saying Random Blood's better than that. I, I could see that being argued. I, I could see someone thinking that. I could see it as an argument, but no, why? I mean, it, no, if you're playing back to where back. Where the fuck is the other Reaper in the world that's going, you know what? Yeah. Why do we still care about this band that sucked for 20-some years? Even the records that were good, like, fucking, they're arguably not as good as Pleasure to Kill. I'll, I'm going to name you five records better than Rain and Blood right now off the top of my head. Incubus, Serpent, Temptation I'm, is, I think, better than that. Fucking blood I think they're piece. all equal. I think those are they're they're with them. That's what I think, and I that, I just don't think they get the just credit. I could I I don't know which one I like more. I'd say they're hand in hand. But that being said, the difference between me saying that and someone else is these douchebags going to Slayer. They don't even know what Incubus Serpent Temptation is. They look at you like just the dick in their mouth. Well, right. They don't even know, and that's why they don't know what it is because everyone's got that dick shoved in their mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And it's Slayers and that they're great and go to town on it. And I want to be fucking I want to be off after the, the end of this dick blowing because I'm just Slayer. And it's just kind of like, no, put these other dicks in your mouth. This is a great well, analogy. All the, and all the, Metal Church, self-titled album, way better than fucking. Uh, 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 what the fuck is it called? Rain and Blood. Oh, really? I think so. Jeez, I mean, I like probably, they're totally different, but I, they're probably on the same liking page for me. You know what I mean? OK. If, if I was at my tops or whatever. But uh. Name me an album that you think is better than Rain and Blood, then. Well, you've my, got them. Don't don't play dumb. No, I'm not playing dumb. <laughs> <laughs> not playing dumb. But my, like I said, I'm more of a death metal guy. Right. So, um, I mean, first Deicide so, smokes it. Yeah, smokes what it. What is? Yeah. Yeah, is there? It. There are albums. I want to put this debate to to, to rest. There are definitely 10 albums that you might not be able to recite right now that you would say like you were on a fucking island. Okay, and you landed on that island, and then you went through the bag of records that were left with you on that island. That you would be going, oh fuck, I got rain and blood instead of. You'd I be able buy, to cite ten fucking things that'd be, oh fuck, I got this stupid. I could record probably on recite this ten off the top of my head. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, give them to me. I would love to hear them. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, definitely. Uh, my, ten some, some, albums by J Dog better than Rain and Blood for me. 
for me. Okay. So let's go uh, Merciful Fate Nuns Have Fun. Oh, fuck yeah. Melissa, Don't Break the Oath. Um, the one band is better than that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse, Eating Back to Life, Too yes. Mutilated. No, not for uh, me. Not for uh, me. For me, yeah. yeah that, uh, Deicide, the first one. And Serpents of the Light. Uh, what else? What Serpents of the Light. Yeah, that's, that's, the better, album. that's a great album. You're, it is a great no, album. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're Father Baker. Get your ears clean if you don't like that. Um, but what do we got? We got this. So that's seven <laughs> albums. Trying to pick kind of wise. Oh, Alters of Madness. I like that definitely more. Um, Sever Survival. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Way better. Oh, and Carcass. Carcass, Symphonies of Sickness, and Recapitrification. That's 11 right there. For sure more. Dude, not only does Autopsy, Severed Survival, send Rain and Blood home on a stretcher, everyone in the band, including Rick Rubin, the producer, is on that in a, in a stretcher, too. Severely <laughs> wounded. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it, it's... And so then when you go to the bar and then that douchebag from that Hellcast story fucking 10 years ago, wherever that was, where it's like, yeah, yeah, you just had roots turn off and I'm sitting there just boiling and then the guy comes up to me, complete stranger, you're going to love this next one, brother. <laughs> and then fucking is that the guy was playing roots? The, Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Don't call me your fucking brother. <laughs> I'm not your fucking brother. You just turn off and roots. And then fucking Rain and Blood came, or, or not Rain and Blood, uh, Angel, Angel of Death. Death came, and I'm just like, oh, you. Did, that's why. That's one of the reasons. Granted, I can look past the douchebags that love this record, but it is one of the reasons why I kind of have this gripe on that fucking record. And this band is because, whew, if you go to a Slayer show, J Dog and then fucking oh, Reap Dog. High for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, show no mercy. Yeah. Show, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, you wouldn't even be a, Slayer suggested you be, themselves. The crowd would be so big, you couldn't even go spraying. You just need to go with the fucking tank of Zyklone B. That fucking crowd's gotta go. Asian Orange. Yeah. Better yeah. record. I I said I that. don't like it more, but Sodom I can see Asian why Asian Orange so, better record. I don't like it better, but I could see why someone would. I, I wouldn't be appalled by that. But oh, I this see that. guy. I can see that. This guy. Fucking stretcher, dude. Agent Orange just sprayed some Agent Orange on that record. <laughs> it just did. Every time you put in that end, man. Yes. Even the tank cover at the end. I Even said Alex it, God damn it. All of it. Fucking great. I, yeah, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. All right. Great. Has this been bitter enough? We got no comments. <laughs> Everyone's pissed. They're all face all red. What? That's no, shit okay. talking slayer. Yeah, anyone listening back like, did anyone have to, to say that? Because fuck that guy. I'm you never ever, listening ever, to that show you again. Ever, you, ever oh, see, you ever see that emoji face, which is all the red cheeks? Just mad. That's everybody watching. That's like, all I'm expecting mad. to see as yeah. a reply to this. What's a red face emojis? All well, pissed um, off. And dude, you didn't know because you're like not on the internet paying attention to this fuck shit. No, Do you know who slayer's farewelling with? I heard. Oh, well, you know how I heard this is this is when I deciphered like my go. Are you going to go see Slayer? Wasn't going to, but I'm definitely not now. <laughs> is when I had a, a guy at the gym come up and ask me. Different guy, and, yeah, different guy. Put this just way, dude. He comes in. Put this just way. I might have to. Plus, so this guy comes in. <laughs> he wears. Reason why. I've seen him wearing two shirts of shit I recognize: System of a Down <laughs> and Pantera. Oh. So this guy's asking me, going to the Slayer farewell tour? Definitely not now. They're playing with Lamb of God and Behemoth. Lamb of God, who was never good, and Behemoth, who hasn't put out a good record since 2002. The Great. Satanist. You like that album, don't you? The Satanist, isn't that the? I do not. Oh, uh, last album I like that I know was or the, Satanica. Satanica's great album. Okay, well they got some they got some Satan going on. Yeah, here. go listen to Satanica. That's a great one. That was ninety nine two thousand. Awesome record. 
Oh, the, isn't, isn't, isn't Anfags playing with them? More bad albums than good albums? Woo! They got some bad ones under their. I'm bolt pretty sure they've got the shirt of like established in '82. Oh, not to mention, like, not to mention, just the crowd alone, Craig. <laughs> Anthrax fans, baggy blue jeans and sidewards caps coming on. You know they're bringing them. You know they're gonna be there. You just <laughs> there's know gonna it. be douchebags at that Anthrax show. I know it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's this. Totally is. Oh, totally. Eight was all I had to hear. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no fucking way am I there. The big trash ball album? Yeah, yeah. Which I actually like that. <laughs> I, I've been that. I don't know it. I actually like Anthrax. I like the first th- four, four, Oh, two. just like Slayer. I like I like the first three Anthrax records. He just ripped on showed him. I can't accept this guy's exp- fucking opinion. No, you got to say like trash Anthrax. Yeah, first I'm not th- saying it smokes rain blood though. No, but it does yeah. not smoke rain. But no, blood. Anthrax first three are great. But dude, they got oh, some. Yeah. They got some bad I'll tell you what, albums. I'll tell you what. Fistful of metal smokes uh, rain and blood. I don't agree with that. I, I like said I like it. rain. I bl- fucking said it. I like all Slayer more than I do Anthrax. As a matter of fact, my um my favorite Anthrax is the second spreading the disease. That's my favorite. Smokes one. rain and blood. Uh, no, I, I like them both. Like they're close. They're close. I don't think. No, I don't. I don't think it smokes. I blood. listen to them more often. I'm just way more excited. That's about That's a great album. Yeah, spreading the disease is great. Plus, Charlie Benat, like everyone's got this fucking hard on for. Um, uh, what about SOD? Speaking English or die? Does that smoke uh, rain and blood? That's a great album. Great album, but no, I'll listen to Rain and Blood. I'm more okay. of a fan of Rain and Blood. All right. Um, yeah. I'm not saying I think smokes. They're, they're about equal for me. They're close. There were so many people talking about this Slayer farewell thing that I don't know at this point. I mean, we live in a world that metalheads are saying that the Cranberries, the song Zombie was heavy. And it's just what? like, dude, that, that thought did not enter my mind in the 90s when I first heard that awful fucking song on the way to school. What's next? Green Day Dookie's good? Dude, I'm telling you, when fucking Billy Joe Armstrong dies, you're going to have the most patched up, double-sided vest medalist from Germany that you're just like, there's no fucking way that that guy likes Green Day going, Billy Armstrong is dead when Dookie came out. <laughs> Do you have the time just really no, fucking nobody, change my world? Nobody was really into metal like I'm that. I'm calling it. I'm calling it as no, much as I'm any, saying. Any guy that's really into metal that likes that, that's a guilty pleasure that he doesn't let out of his fucking closet. <laughs> well, they're gonna, and that's when the, they're going to let it out of the closet. That is a bad That's record. when the closet that door is, is opening band. when Billy Joe or anyone from fucking Green Day dies. I guarantee it. Fans of Hellcast, you're going to see all the metalheads, your timeline on Facebook or whatever popular social media thing is at that time. You know, yeah, because Facebook maybe becomes MySpace at that point that they're going to be pouring their hearts and soul about, do you have the time or what's that fucking time of your life? That awful song that you hear, that you hear when you graduate high school. I don't know what's gay or that or Hootie and the Blowfish. Let me just share this. They're hand in hand with each other. When I graduated high school, they played that shitty ass song, and I couldn't tell you when I was sitting in those bleachers. This is the fucking reason why I can't wait to get the fuck out of here (laughs) because they're playing this shitty ass song, thinking I'm sitting here tearing up, going, "I I just just want to be in high school." I don't know what they played at my graduation. That's what they're gonna say. You're gonna just so that that passed up medalist dude. He's got a fucking trench coat full of patches on the front flip it on inside out full of patches on the inside maybe shitty patches he's got a hat patches fucking this guy's metal of the bone billy joe dies i'm telling you he's gonna fucking tell you about when he was at his graduation of high school how much it just meant to him when he heard that stupid ass song and then you're gonna be a reaper going not only did he call it but what 
There's no fucking way. That guy? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And that's precisely what happened. It's bullshit. I'll be the last guy to hear about when he does that. People will be like, he died. I'm like, who? (laughs) And they're like, the guy in Green Day. I'm like, that's why I said who. Oh, Yane said Blink-182. That's happening, too. When one of those fuckers dies, which I think one of those guys almost did die, so we almost got the whole heart pour. Dude, when uh, all the small things came out, that was like the most aggressive pop punk song that I heard right next to Terrorizer. Oh, my God. Who said that? I'm just, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to no. happen. Calling it now. Reaper 2018. No, February no. Tw- tw- February 5th, 2018. No. God damn it. I'm calling it. No With real. Blink 182. No real man likes Blink 182. <laughs> and no real man likes the cranberries, at least not to the. Well, all right, all right. But what real man was ca- saying anything about them? And I said real man. There I was a real man that did. A real metalhead did. And, and I get it. You like shitty music, bro. That's what you take away from that. But I'm just saying it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. So that is Hellcast. And if you're new and you haven't done already, Hellcast.net, go to our website, subscribe to our mailing list. That way we you, you won't have to feed through the Blink-182 Green Day shit to find the Hellcast new episode post. No. Boom. It'll go to straight to your email. While you're sitting there pissed off about that, then you'll get a ding. Hellcast sent me an email. And then you'll listen to that episode of me spouting my disgust. It says Green Day and Blink-182 <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you'll be feeling good. So make sure there's there's just one of the perks to subscribe to the heavy mo- or heavy mo- Hellcast email list at hellcast.net. And so you can get the show notes, all that great stuff. Grab these records. Cemetery Urn, Blood Feast, The Future State of Wicked, both available on CD, LP, both and Smoke Green Day and Blink 182. And smoke the Fuck out of Green Day, Blink-182, and if you ask me, I don't know about Cemetery Urn, sorry guys, but eh, not this Blood Feast album, sorry guys again, but these are two good records that definitely uh, smoke at least one of Slayer's records, if not what quite mean, a one few. The last 15 I'm just for trying sure. to appease last the diehard sure. Slayer fan that's no, also No, the diehard Slayer fan doesn't like God Hates Us All. He might. Yeah, I don't know about Oliver that. Peters probably does. Yeah, but he's the die, die, die hard. But at least well, I... there's a die, die, die. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have so many different genres of metal. So we got die, 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 die hard. Did we not get the point with die hard? <laughs> you know what I meant. Well, I, I apparently I didn't because oh, well. <laughs> I thought die hard said it all. Oh. oh, yes. Keep fucking supporting metal. Like Yanni said, that's it. That's precisely how to put it. Uh, is there anything else we got to say? No, he said the blueberries suck. Green Day guys, uh, yeah, he's people are gonna care. Don't know why. I, I won't. Yeah, cool. Hell's Head Bangers, check out for those records and Redefining Darkness records. We'll talk to you next time.